Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Well, hello, and welcome back to Be Real. Me, Diana Gasparoni, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host. Anisha, I'm here. Yes, I think I have some internet issues, but I'm here, I promise. Yes, she is. And we have a special guest in our intro today. Jessica's in the house. Hey, Jess. Hello, hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. All right. So here we are, another Friday, getting ready, moving into the next season of the holiday season. We just had one just went behind us. Now we got two more staring down the barrel of the end of 2020. Anisha. Yes. We were recently in line at Whole Foods, if you recall. Yes, we were together. <laughs> we were, we were recently Foods. together in line at Whole Foods, and we were discussing your work with your nutritionist because you are- yes changing your eating habits. How's it going? I am. It is actually going really well. I am so surprised, um, but I didn't realize how much I needed structure. I knew I needed it in other parts, but I didn't realize that since COVID started, my eating habits have not been very healthy, I have to say. Um, my dining room is right off of the kitchen, which is really close to the refrigerator. And so I am often in the refrigerator. And so um, I've gained some, you know, COVID, some quarantine weight, right? I don't, it's, they, they call it the quarantine 15. I think I got like the quarantine 12, but I'm close. <laughs> so um, one of my girlfriends, she had been working with this nutritionist and she's actually in Texas. Um, so I don't even see her. I just talked to her on the phone and she sends me my menus and my recipes. And I have to say that I, number one, I've never cooked so much. So my husband is super happy, right? Cause he's been wanting me to get a tad bit more domesticated for the last whatever amount of years. And I have not. And so I'm cooking more. I like it. They're fast meals. So they're good for my schedule. And it's going really well. And I'm down like six, seven pounds. So that has really been good. Um, yeah, the other day I made a chili for the first time. Yeah, I had like sweet potatoes and green beans and broccoli with chicken the other night. And I was like, okay, this can work. So I'm excited about the, the new structure that I have in my life. I know what I'm going to eat every day. It's nice. I don't have to think about it after I'm finished working at the end of the night. Oh, that's so nice. We often don't think about when we talk about self-care, we don't think about eating, right? We don't think mm-hmm. about like how we're uh, 
how we're structuring our meals, how we're um, feeding nutrients, nurturing ourselves. That's the word I was going to get there with food because it's so, it's so, I mean, it's necessary, but it's comforting (laughs) and can get, you know, can go from either extreme, right? And then where it goes and it's been a challenge. I've had a challenge. I have a decent diet. I'm not going to lie. And I like to cook. Um, But I do find myself having like chips and salsa for lunch and sometimes dinner because like, because I just can't get it together or like I haven't ordered the right thing. Um, This morning though, I did have savory oatmeal, which we discussed behind the scenes. I I didn't even know it was a thing. Uh, Well, listen, I'm going to shout out my friend, Ann Desmond, who uh, we have a once a year, we have a sleepover and she made me savory oatmeal and now it is like a staple. So it's oatmeal, a little spinach, poached egg. I also put a little salt and pepper in there because I like it. And I had that for breakfast this morning after I hung out with my girl, Stella, as we know, that's my Peloton. Um, and I feel really good. I do. I feel and also my step class is back. Speaking of my step class, <laughs> hey, Jess. So Hello. that was gone for a while because I like to go in person. And we talked about step last week with Jane Duke yes. folks. And Jess is here today. What about you, girl? I mean, you're snacking more than you used I mean, to. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm still pregnant over here. Still eight months pregnant. Um, with snacking, I've been trying to be really good. My snacks are like cheese sticks and oranges, basically a toddler's snack <laughs> is what I eat as snacks. Um, but yeah, I'm try- like, I'm still moving and grooving. Um, and I recently hurt myself moving and grooving at eight months pregnant. So I've learned to not slow down because that's just not in my body, but just be more aware and be okay that I have to, if I have to stop, I have a good reason and it's not about me anymore. <laughs> about someone else (laughs) yes you have a really good reason yeah so it's just just getting that in my head and just like self-talk of like chill out you're you're good yeah you're good um oh yes plus I mean not there the other person actually that you're thinking about isn't me but (laughs) (laughs) which which I do know but the narcissist in me can't help it like I really hope that you're teaching on Tuesday because it's like, a, it's like a, it's could it could possibly be our last hurrah, like until you know after baby back in couple months. You know, I gotta wait some months for that, which is okay. I want you to take care of the baby first. It's not about it's not about me. I do know that, <laughs> and I can you know I can substitute. Yeah, I you can, can do things. You you have a Peloton. You have Stella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got yoga. I can do I can do some yoga. Yes, which will bring us to today's show. So on today's show, Anisha. Yes, <laughs> we are super excited about today's show because um, we have a yogi here. And so we all know by this time that Diana is a yogi. She loves yoga. So whenever we have, you know, someone who is in the yoga community on, mm-hmm. she gets really even more excited than she normally is. I don't even know if that's possible, but it happens. Um, We have Paris Alexandra. She is the co-founder of BK Yoga Club. So Paris Alexandra is an artist and creative wellness practitioner. 
Um, she is a 200-hour registered yoga teacher and healing arts facilitator. Um, she utilizes song, poetry, and movement to inspire self-love and transform narratives in beauty, health, and the arts. So as a wellness practitioner, she supports curvy athletes and creatives in growing lifestyle habits that honor the body, increase vitality, and ignite their creative lives. So we are super excited because Paris is going to talk to us all about her following. And her journey of like being a co-founder of a yoga studio in Brooklyn that really is make on the heels of change that the wellness community needs. So we're super excited to have her and sit back, grab your tea and have a listen. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy, and if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. Be Well is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, Be Well offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. Hey, we are back at Be Real. It is... Um, a beautiful, like sunny New York day, unseasonably warm. We're in the fifties. I'm feeling good. Where's my co-host Diana? Are you there feeling good today? I'm in here. In I'm 50s? here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm feeling good this morning. You know, I went out, walked the dog. Wasn't cold. It was nice out. It was nice. And I see in the background, which are, you know, our listeners can't see, but our guest today, Paris Alexandra. Hello, is outside enjoying the sun. Come on in, girl, and tell everybody a little bit about who you are. Hi, my name is Paris Alexandra. I am co-founder of BK Yoga Club. BK Yoga Club is a Black woman-owned body-positive yoga studio in Brooklyn, but we are also virtual, global, um, online classes, and all that good stuff. So I'm super excited to be here with you all today. Well, we are super excited to have you. We are so excited to have you. Yes. Like both of us are excited. This we, <laughs> I know we're gushing. We're, I, like I gush every time we have a guest and I have to say, I, when I found out about uh, BK yoga club, as I said, we, before we got on and the behind the scenes, we had a, a mutual person when he was working for me and working for you at the same time. And he told me all about what you were doing and your initiative. And I was, as somebody who's been a member of the yoga community since the nineties, I was super, super, super excited to hear about it. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Diana is a yogi. I am not, but I am taking my self-care it's more of a priority these days. So I think I'm going to try it out. I've tried Pilates, but 
I'm, I'm going to see how um, yoga is for me. So maybe I'll have to take one of your virtual classes, Paris. Yeah, I would love that. You know, a lot of times people think like yoga has to be something very complicated. And it honestly, like the beauty of BK Yoga Club is you can start wherever you are. And like yoga is for all body types, sizes, abilities. And there's always different variations and modifications that you can make. So can you tell us a little bit about how BK Yoga Yoga Club came to be? Yes. So I actually did a yoga teacher training with Yoga Works and it was just such a just profound experience. And my business partner, Lisa and I, we met there. Um, we were the only black women in the actual yoga teacher training. And we didn't really connect at first because, you know, my energy is like super hyper and she's like super calm. So she was like, why is this girl like mad extra right now and I was like whatever girl I'm gonna be your friend like whatever and then like from there like we became friends over time and we really started studying together and it was just like such a beautiful experience all around like we like the the yoga teacher training environment we all became like family for those three months and then Alicia like approached me was like hey girl you want to start a yoga studio I was like, what? A yoga studio? Like, I got things to do. What are you talking about? And I was like, well, I could support you with that because I was planning on doing pop-ups, you know? I was like, yeah, you know, I could support you mm-hmm. along that path. Like, yeah. And then she's like, okay. And then the next weekend, she showed me um, her Pinterest board of like how her yoga studio would look. And she's like, I want to do a yoga studio and we should do it together. And I don't know, something in my spirit like was activated and I was just like, huh okay well it has to be a space for everybody I'm an artist as well so I was like it has to be creative it has to be a space where and she's creative as well but it has to be a space where we can also be artists and a space for community and young people and like all those different things and she was like yeah like let's do it and then from that day we pretty much hit the ground running and then we decided like she had her birthday party and it was our first day teaching um, a yoga class and we decided to do a major event and so we invited both of our friend all of our both of our friend groups and it was like a huge turnout in this Dumbo location that she rented and then from there it was a successful event the lady um initially was like hey do you guys want to have like your yoga studio here my space is empty you just pay the pay rent and then we can get more people in through the doors and then we did that for about three four months and then started on the weekends continued to grow then eventually transitioned to our own space in Dumbo and then from there things just continued to blossom and so here we are today really excited about all the changes we haven't announced it yet but I'm you're the first to hear we actually left the double location and, and then now we're actually moving into our own storefront in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. Hey, so it's hey. awesome to see coffee as well. And there's more to come, but it's just been such an amazing journey over the past almost, not even two years. Two years will be um, in 2021, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be two years in 2021. And so it all started honestly with the vision and then we collectively came together and our visions like formed and then it went beyond us to our communities. And so it continues to grow and expand and we're like super excited. I mean, I'm so excited to hear all of this growth and everything that is happening as yoga studios are closing all around us and you guys are thriving. That is amazing. And what it's, 
I, I have a little, I'm going to cry a little bit because I'm so happy because as somebody who started in the yoga community before what happened, <laughs> like, yeah. like I taught yoga, um, at a community center in the East village in like 97 and was, um, or maybe even before that, I'm going to age myself a lot in this conversation about yoga <laughs> to just to hear, hear you thrive and to know that you're creating a community through yoga and like opening a storefront in bedside. It's, it's so powerful and so profound. And now your mission, because there's a whole body positivity part of your uh, mission at BK Yoga Club, I know, which is also, um, I'd like if you could to speak to that a little bit. Yeah, you know, our vision is to just show up fully as ourselves, right? So we come in all different shades, right? As, as people of color, black, brown, you know, come in all different skin tones, hair textures, body sizes. And so, you know, when I started in the yoga world, <laughs> when I was, I would say like now 15 years ago, and I was actually started as a volunteer because, you know, it was a way for me to be able to take yoga classes. I was one of the only black women. Um, and then I've always been plus size. And so I was always like the larger person. I wasn't as large as I am now, but it was always like really, you know, really thin white women that were in the classes. And I always kind of just felt like I didn't belong. And so creating this space, it was really important for, because after over the years, I've really, you know, grown into myself and I am who I am and it's a continual journey, but I always was like, yo, like I want a space where people feel like they can be seen and they can be heard because I had a really hard time when I was like, 18, 19 in, in different yoga spaces. Um, and so it was really important to create a space where people could really see themselves reflected, you know, in the teachers, in the community, and for people who ever walked with that to just be a part of the community. I love that you're redefining what healthy looks like. Um, I think yeah. that for me, yeah, I worked in gyms for for a long time in sales before I became a therapist. And mm -hmm. I, I remember, you know, a lot of the yoga classes, they were mainly white women who were more slim, right? And it did feel like for me as a woman who has hips and some booty back here, that it just wasn't a space for me. Like I didn't feel like I, didn't, I belonged. And, you know, a lot of the women that I signed up to the gym, they would kind of say the same thing. But of mm -hmm. course, you know, they figured out like how to kind of push through. But I love that now I'm seeing so many yoga studios that are created by black women. Mm -hmm. And it's like hip hop yoga. There's like trap yoga. Like there's all of these different mm -hmm. platforms, all of these spaces that are so much more inclusive. And I think it's important because, you know, wellness is a trillion dollar industry. Right? So for you guys to kind of be able to be a part of that yeah. is, is super important. We get to like take up space in all these different industries and bring like honestly the fullness of who we are right we bring our culture we bring our background and you know the beautiful thing about like bk yoga club that i didn't even know but i kind of had a vision for it it's like when you actually are in the space and there's people from all different backgrounds you know what i'm saying different spiritual practices different ways of thinking different genders sexual orientations like we all we're all there to breathe together and to honestly see like the humanity in each other you know and that's and i was just like wow this is this is what yoga does <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> together like you know what i mean like i think that's i think it's just powerful and it is what yoga does and you because yoga is union and you have really created this space where 
people feel accepted. And as a woman who was, who is white and was part of the come up of yoga and know, and could see the space was all white and like, where were people, you know, and I took yoga all over the city and in Boston, for me, my yoga mentor is a black woman and she and I traveled the world together. We went to India together. She taught me everything that I knew. And I was always acutely aware of that space because she would, we would talk about it all the time. And it's just a generation thing. Like she wasn't able to break in the way that she wanted to. And we talked about it a lot. And so to see this happen and know, and I've told her all about you and she's really excited. I'm going to connect you guys. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because she, I mean, this was a, this was an ongoing conversation 25 years ago that nobody was ready to hear or nobody wanted to hear. Right. I, sh- I shouldn't say ready. I shouldn't say want. Yeah. And now you have this beautiful thing that you're doing in bedside. And again, I'm going to start to cry because there's so, there's so much love and hope and just things that happen from yoga and yoga communities that just, I mean, you know, my secret wish is that we brought you on here today and Anisha just turns on her television this afternoon. <laughs> her heart cracks open in a backbend and like the whole thing, she like jumps in and she gets all of it because it's such an important part of, who I am. And I like to share all of the things that I love about the world with Anisha. So like, this is really, this is really like, there's my gush, Anisha, you were waiting for it. There it is. It is a space where like your heart just cracks open in like the hugest way. So I do want to know how you started practicing yoga. Yeah. I just want to uh, piggyback off of just, you know, the, the black women that like came before us, you know what I'm saying? And like, Mm -hmm. just how much it's, it's a continuation of their visions, right? Whatever it is. And like, even when we talk about like creating spaces, I'm like, I am co-creator of spaces, right? Because if nobody shows up, <laughs> it's just me, right? right. So, so also just acknowledging like, yeah, you know, you know, what does that mean to like have a building like where you have an opportunity to bring people together and then folks show up. So then it's, it becomes like a co-creation of spaces. So I think that's really important um, because I think sometimes in the yoga space, it's always like, there's this one knower of all, you know, enlightened person that's like bringing people together. And I think with BK yoga club, our come from has always been like, how do we co-create spaces with people right and like even the idea of like bringing something to Bed-Stuy is like Bed-Stuy is thriving Bed-Stuy is popping there's a rich history here so like when we open on MLK Day (laughs) oh yeah no we are really honored to even have the opportunity to be a part of the existing community and like to hopefully the vision is to like really leave you know like continue to have an impact in ways that make sense for the existing you know community that's here and honestly Bedside has always been a space that felt like home so when I first moved to New York Bedside was my first community um I started a poetry show like a week after I moved here crazy story but um Bedside really embraced me and it was like the first place where I felt like home so I was like oh damn this is like full circle and then just in general, like I've been practicing yoga. Damn, I've been practicing yoga for like 15, 16 years. I don't know. <laughs> like the million dollar question. How you old know, am yeah, I? Yeah. I kind of really got to do the math later. Um, but it was a way because I started with dance. Um, dance was a way for me to get into my body. Um, but there was a lot of breathing there. But it was really interesting because I really wanted to take it to a different level. And I just walked into this yoga studio because I was working at a dance studio 
prior to that. And I was like, I was volunteering. So I was like, then maybe they take volunteers and then I applied to be a volunteer. And then that's when kind of like my world in that way opened up. And then again, yoga was a way for me to connect with my body and like find self-acceptance and it's continual journey for me. That's where I started to make more peace with my body. And then throughout the years, I did do a teacher training like 15, 16 years ago but I didn't complete it. And a part of it was that I just didn't feel seen. And I felt nervous about like, you know, being like the only black person and all those different things. But over the years, I've used yoga in my journey to like support, like even me as like an athlete, excuse me, in my spiritual practice and my self-care rituals, like yoga has always been a space for me to find that kind of peace. And so I think offering that tool for others, for them to find that within themselves, I think is, it could be really powerful. You know, I um, read this article recently and it talked about, um, in 1975, actually, Ebony Magazine wrote an article and they said that yoga was something for everyone. And they said that Black women were actually turning to yoga as a meditative practice to heal from injustices, right? And so mm -hmm. I think about today, and we're in this space where there needs to be so much healing that needs to happen, mm -hmm. you know, from all of the injustices that we are um, experiencing. So I feel like this space that you have co-created will be like an amazing space for a Black woman and all women who come there yeah. to just really heal. Yeah, black and brown women, that's kind of our, our focus, you know, um, and to also mm -hmm. acknowledge like the various intersections that we have as black and brown people and like people of like the African diaspora. And then, you know, whoever else wants to be a part of it, because we are a space of like, let's see each other, let's really see our humanity in each other. So yeah, for sure. And I definitely think that it is a way for us to collectively find that I guess, I don't know, healing within ourselves or transform and create new new possibilities of the world that we want to like see. Yeah, I feel like there's this thought that yoga is new for Black people and it's not actually mm -hmm. like, you know, they were talking about Rosa Parks was doing yoga yeah. as a healing practice and Angela Davis, when she got out of jail in the seventies, like she mm -hmm. felt like it was a great practice for her. Yeah. But these are the stories that we don't get to hear about. Mm, and so when, so you know, people like BK yoga comes about, it's like, like oh my God, like as if this is kind of a new <laughs> in the last like five to 10 years, but yeah, it's yeah. been a thing for us. You know, yeah. maybe we just weren't at the forefront in a way that we are making sure we are seen now yeah, you in, know in a way that we weren't before. Sorry. Yeah, no, totally agree. Because um, I think of some of my mentors, like my first mentor, one of my, she's just dope. She's like, probably mid late 70s, black woman, dancer, like been practicing yoga, been on her vegetarian, pescatarian tip for like ever. And then like, my yes, 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 yes. And I think also the way we language things as self care, um, sometimes we don't see how in our different cultures and our different mm -hmm. lineages, how we've been breathing, right? <laughs> and how we've been practicing self-care and how we don't necessarily like maybe on a Sunday singing some church music, that's self-care, maybe taking a walk, maybe having your barbecue, maybe having your dances and your get togethers with your family, that's self-care. And so I think just remembering, re-remembering that like we've been doing this. I so appreciate the reframe on self-care because it's just people say it all the time and then it's like oh it's a massage or oh it's this or oh it's something that costs money or it's something that you have to go out and buy but it's such an internal practice and you're showing and creating a just examples of this of this practice and i'm listening 
to you both that I'm thinking about uh, Regina, who when she also, oh, how old is Regina? If I'm no, I, then I have to figure out how old I am. She's a lot older than I. <laughs> She's not gonna. She is not gonna like that. But like, her experience is from like her being that much older than me. So like, we're talking about the seventies. We're talking like when she was practicing yoga. As someone who has been in the space as a white person, I'm so happy to see this. You come and like take the stage because it's so important and it's so necessary, especially for people who aren't looking in their spaces and looking at what's happening in their spaces and their in their rooms on their screens and what's happening in the classes. So thank you for everything that you're doing. You know, I think about self-care. We talk about it in a way where it's just so individualistic. But when I think about BK Yoga, I look at self-care is about community. And so I, I love that you're really kind of putting that spin on it is that it's more about community. You know, I think it's both because because um, it can't, it can be both because I often feel like it, we do live in a very individualistic society that is just like self, 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 self. Um, but I also do feel like it's super important to have a personal individual practice as well as be in practice um, with others and community. And so, yes, I believe all of that is needed because if you don't have, if you're all community care, you're, you're then I feel like you're not taking that space to really nourish and like look at what's really going on individually. And you're just pouring all that stuff into others. Um, so I do think it is, it is a combination of both, but I think both is necessary for sure. And I think I've learned a lot about that through various um, community organizers that I know and mentors that I've had in the past, because um, I'm originally from Minneapolis and I come from a community of like a lot of community organizers. Um, I wouldn't really consider myself one, but a lot of that kind of thinking around or just pedagogy, just like around like, you know, community care and um, working together collectively. I think I, I learned from, from those spaces. How does, before we, we, we will go back to Curves for Fitness, but how does it influence uh, your current teaching? I think that maybe we can loop that in there too. Like how does Curve Fitness influence the, your classes, I guess? So Curse for Fitness uh, is an idea that started way before BK Yoga Club. And I was just like, you know, it was actually like, what year is this? I don't know. This is like maybe. Time know. doesn't mean anything. It's it doesn't exist. No. Um, so maybe it was like seven years ago. And I was like, why am I saying Curse for Fitness? And I was like, hashtagging it everywhere. And I was like, well, you know, I'm curvy and I love fitness. Like, oh, my God. And then um when it actually things started really coming, like, I was just like, wow, this is actually my path. Like, this is a part of my purpose work that I'm doing is like wellness and fitness. And I started getting clear on that. I was like, oh, I definitely want to use Curse for Fitness um, in the future. And that's something that I'm still like figuring out as, you know, I change and shift in different areas. Um, but how it informs my practice is I think I've grown a lot as a teacher. My body has definitely changed over the years. Um, so it's just being mindful of those changes that happen within our bodies as human beings and just teaching from a space of grace 
a space of take your time. <laughs> you ain't got to rush through it because um, I have a very athletic background and I could be hard on my body. Mostly in the past, I would be doing like really intense workouts and jumping up and down and doing all that, which is great. But also just now coming from a space of being gentle, being kind with my body and allowing myself grace has been a part of my practice more so in the last two years. So Paris, we have, we left off with this question on who you see coming through the door. So I'm curious, do you see like new students, first time students, or do you see um, people, women and men, I'm sure you have both uh, that have existing practices that are just like super excited to have a community for the first time. Who's coming in? Oh, okay. So um, a lot of people, (laughs) well, prior to COVID men, women, people who identify as non-binary, black, brown, white, um, a lot of people with different sizes. Um, So we just had a a different mix of folks that came in the door. Um, And then we offer a variety of classes. So what we were really doing post-COVID, wait, pre-COVID, before COVID? Okay. Yeah, pre-COVID. Yeah, (laughs) pre-COVID because it's still here. Um, So what we're doing pre-COVID is we had a lot of like open level classes, beginner classes. um, And then we had a lot of intermediate classes and then we did a lot of fusion classes. So it'd be yoga and HIIT. Um, It'd be yoga and Pilates. Um, And so that was pretty much what we did. And like a candlelit, we're really known for our candlelit flow. And we're very much known for our really great playlists. Oh, they're... The playlist is key. (laughs) To the new students, is there like a series that they do or is it just like one like to build up or do you come in and there's just like beginner classes and you just keep taking them? Because I know Mm -hmm. beginner classes are like the best places to go, especially if you haven't been on the mat in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had a lot of open level classes. And then one of my teachers from Yoga Works, she was actually our teacher trainer and slash friend. Her name is Elizabeth. Um, Flint and so she would come in and she did workshops beginner level yoga workshops Um, and so we did that um, throughout the year pre-COVID right now um, we're really excited we have virtual classes Um, they're probably one class a day Um, as a small business we just realized like at capacity like just to offer those classes we're transitioning right now um, to our app. So our app is coming out in um, January, February, super excited about that. And so that's going to be a variety of level of classes offered, and then more online community uh, connection. And so that's something that we're looking forward to offering um, our community. So what other things are you offering besides the actual physical class, like the flow classes or in the hit classes? Like, is there meditation? Like what other community building things are on there? Yeah, so we have meditation. Um, What else do we have? So that's actually it for right now. Um, Because of everything, we're opening up a new location. So we're getting all of that, you know, together and grounded. And we're going to announce that soon. But what we did when the pandemic initially hit, we actually offered classes with therapists. Because that's a good way to like yoga is really um, much centered on, you know, coming together, self-care, but then there's the other piece of having like, you know, the mental health aspects supported. So we had different groups that we would offer with therapists and it was a nice way to kind of process like what was going on and navigating the various challenges that were happening uh, during the pandemic. It was so crazy, but 
it was like called hey sis let's check in and so it was just a group of women who would like check in and there was a therapist there and we would have conversations and process like what was just happening from week to week and I mean it even helped me because I was in that group like and then I didn't you know go outside today and so (laughs) I think um yeah that's that's what we're offering there comes a time in every episode where I want to hug the guest and I want to hug you right now the fusion of yoga with the therapist in the room at the beginning of COVID genius and I saw that oh, on your, I saw it on your Instagram. I was, cause I do, fo- I do follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying attention. It was such a wonderful intervention for that time. Like mm-hmm. what a, what a gift. I hope that you continue it. We started, so that's something that we're looking to offer is definitely licensed therapists, like collaborating with them because I mean, for my own personal practice, therapy has always been a part of it. I think it's really important, especially when you're getting into your body, you're getting quiet. I know a lot of people are about self-healing, which is important, but I also think having the support of a therapist who's studied these things, knows how the brain works and could really have an objective opinion, I think is also really super helpful in navigating um, our journeys. I love that you, you guys knew that that was something that was needed for your community, right? Because Mm -hmm. when COVID hit, it all hit so quickly. And we were all just trying to figure out how do I play all of these roles at one time, right? Like, so if you have parents, how am I being a mom, but also a teacher, also an employee or employer, right? Like depending on what I do for a living and, you know, cooking, cleaning, everything is going on right in the same space all day. And so, and then I can't go outside on top of it all and how that was really impacting people's mental health. And so for you to think through that on the fly, the way that you guys came up with that is just kind of amazing. And as a therapist, as a black therapist, if you ever need someone, I would love to work with you guys. I think it's a great idea. (laughs) You said nothing but a word. (laughs) Please make sure you email me. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Also, too, I think that, and this is something that Anisha and I have talked about a lot, obviously, through COVID and and pre-COVID, but with the impact on Black and Brown communities with COVID and the interracial trauma and the racial injustice and be able to, I know in yoga, we call them some scars, that the emotional body is holding on to all of these traumas and to be able to process them and physically and be in the body and offer a therapist who can interpret what is coming up. It's such a beautiful fusion. And I'm Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm so excited that Anisha just volunteered. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> you know how excited I am. <laughs> no, because I have a lot of friends um, in this world. So this is awesome. I'm excited. And you know, honestly, as yogis, sometimes honestly in the wellness space, it could get, you know, very it can actually be dangerous, right? When everybody's trying to um, be an expert. And so and especially it's like you, you know, mm-hmm. you took a course this weekend. Now you know how to heal. So it's just like, let's let's actually get some people in here that this is their life's work. This is a training, right? That they've done, that they've dedicated time to. Not saying that we don't know how to heal within community. I think that's super important, but also having a different lens is also supports that healing. Uh yes. Yes, you are correct. It does get a little bit wonky, a little bit wackadoodle. And you have to like, 
there is, you want to find that line. There is like, there is a licensed professional that can help you hold on to those feelings and process them. And then you can go back into your community and be completely whole, which is all we really want. (laughs) Right. Right. And I understand that there's, you know, there's a lot of stigmas around it just because of the way, you know, things are structured in the society and how black and brown people have been, you know, how we've been treated like within the mental health and healthcare system. So like, I understand it. And I think that's why it's super powerful to have therapists that look like us and can, you know, speak to our experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely going to reach out to you offline. Cause I also do workshops for oh, black women. Yes. It's called black woman be whole. Right. So <laughs> um, I think it could be really great for your community. Yes. So I'll definitely reach out to you. Love it. Yeah, right. Another collab. I've been stalking your um, Instagram a little bit. So I love that you guys had like this gratitude challenge. If you want to talk a little bit about that, but like going through it, like you guys talk about self-care and just mental health breaks and like black joy and this gratitude piece. Can you talk a little bit about how that gratitude challenge came about? Because I think that that was like genius. Oh, really? Thank you. <laughs> At a time like this, it's hard yeah, to, for people to yeah. think, how am I, am I grateful? What am I grateful for? Like it's COVID. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, again, all those experiences are valid. I'm like, listen, if you feel like it's a year, then go on ahead and claim, like, you know, like I'm not mad at you for expressing like your feelings. And at the same time, I'm like, all right. So I feel like with all challenges in my personal experience that there's room for gratitude and there's room for anger. There's room for sadness, all of those things. There's also room for gratitude. So I think that um, the reason why we did that was um, thinking about the, just the whole year and like looking at my life and all the transitions and I mean, all the emotions that I had, but just knowing that like, I still feel a sense of gratitude and not coming from a place like with like, you know, like they say this new term toxic positivity, like, but just coming from a space of like, really just acknowledging, I guess, what's showing up that is bringing us joy um, in our lives. I think that that is important. And then we could continue to magnify those things throughout our life, you know, throughout our daily lives and practices. Yeah. I think that I remember in the summer, I was just grateful for the sun, right? Like I would take these walks every day and I was like, okay, I can get from in front of, you know, I've been sitting at my dining room table, you know, talking to people all day, being a therapist, like I just need to get some sun. And I became just so grateful for that morning walk. I couldn't even explain what it did for me, you know, throughout the day. So it's the small things I think that we have to start to look at. It's not just all of the big things that has been going on, you know, in our lives these past couple months. So thank you for, you know, making that a focus and helping people see that, listen, 2020 is not all bad. Right. And so and also for BK Yoga, you guys are about to open up a, a, a new location. Like this is huge. Great things happen yeah, this year. Yeah. And honestly, I think it started from the mindset of gratitude. So like in the beginning of the year, we was like, all right, we don't know how it's going to look, but we're going to let go of control, let go of the outcome, be in gratitude, be with the emotions and the uncertainties and all that stuff, but really be grounded in our, like in faith and gratitude. And then we let go. And then God was like, boom, there you go. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Cool. We move in. All right. Where are we going? I don't know. All right. Oh, bed style. Oh, that makes sense. So yeah. 
Well, Paris, I am very grateful that you said yes today. So thank you so much for being a guest yes. here. I'm so happy that y'all had me today. I'm, <laughs> this is great. Um, it is time for our last hurrah. Anisha's going to take over. She's got some questions for you that have nothing to do with what we talked about. Oh, yay. Okay. So, Paris, if you were a host of a late night talk show, who would be your first guest? Oh my God. Uh, who would be my first <laughs> guest? Ah, okay, y'all. I'm interviewing Oprah. Oh, of course. Okay. You I'm know, Oprah. I had to go there. <laughs> Oprah girl, what's up? <laughs> okay. And my next question is, how have you been brave today? How have I been brave today? Well, I washed my uh, business partner's dishes. <laughs> That was brave of me. I was like, girl, I'm going to help you out. And I was like, I'm going to wash your dishes. And so I think that was brave. But also kind, right? Like you were also kind. And generous. (laughs) But it's true. When you step into somebody else's kitchen, there is there is some bravery that you yeah, have to like, like build up this. Yeah. <laughs> to build up to get in there and be like, I'm stepping in and I'm taking over. You got to be yeah. brave because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But her house is beautiful. But still, I was like, all right, girl, we're going to do this. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for being a guest. And can you just tell everybody where they can find you? Um, you can find us on Instagram at BK Yoga Club. Um, and we look forward to seeing you there. We're bkyogaclub.com. Um, you can find me personally, Paris underscore Alexandra on Instagram. And if you want to stalk my business partner, Alicia, the co-founder, it's Alicia Does Yoga on Instagram. Awesome. Thank- we will make sure that all of that shows up in the show notes with a little shout out too, that uh, you're moving in January to Bed-Stuy yeah. and to be on the lookout for that. And um, Anisha. Yes. We're ending. We-, we are. We're ending. But we have to remind everybody that we have a Facebook group, that Be Real has a Facebook group. And to go in and sign up for it. And also, you and I have a live show on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Yeah, this coming Thursday, 7 o'clock. And you can find the information at bewellpsychotherapy.com. Let's end. We're going to end for today. All right. One, two, three. Stay safe. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wear the damn mask. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you. We're going to stop here. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to bewellpsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's bewellpsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.